Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. All right, Kendra, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. And thank you so much for being my very first person to come on for one of these mini mentoring sessions. This is something that I'm super excited about. And I really appreciate you being willing to to step up and be number one. You have to be kind of brave to do that. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. So if, if my listeners are not familiar with what this concept is, mini mentoring is a new concept that I came up with for the podcast where basically I am um, opening up the phones, so to speak. I'm jumping on these short Zoom calls with people who are working photographers who have you know problems like we all do, things that they get stuck on, issues that they're trying to work through and they just don't know exactly what to do next. Not that I believe that I have all the answers, but sometimes I do think it really helps to just talk things through with somebody else. So what we're going to be doing is I am getting out my timer here and I'm setting it for 15 minutes. And when I hit the start button, Kendra, I want you to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what this issue is that you're stuck on. And over the next 15 minutes, we are going to try and get to the bottom of that and come out on the other side with an action plan that you can put into place. All right. All right. Okay. I'm going to hit go now. Okay. Well, I'm Kendra. I'm a newborn and maternity photographer based out of the Los Angeles area in the Valley to be specific. I, when I first started, I had a huge imposter syndrome. So I priced myself so I would be the busiest person in town. Um, Unfortunately, I was very busy, but not very profitable. So I changed all my pricing and I have booked a few clients, but my problem is creating um, a marketing plan that's going to keep leads coming in so that I can go ahead and, you know, say no to the people who maybe it's not in their price point or they, they don't think that it's worth that much money and then, you know, find the people who are willing to spend the the right amount of money to keep me in business. Right. Excellent. Okay. And so give me a little background on, I know you semi recently changed all this pricing. What have you done since that time to attempt to start to fill your, fill your calendar and get more inquiries? Well, (laughs) I've literally done nothing. Okay. Um, Since COVID-19, I, I sort of got paralyzed, but I did open my doors again to my past clients and I've had, a, you know, a couple inquiries a week, sure. you know, last five or six weeks. And so I've just sort of been practicing on those guys. And that's where I got those, the two bookings that I've gotten today. One of my old clients, she just purchased the premium package. So it was like a, you know, a banner day. Yay. Um, but, and then I have a, a shoot tomorrow and I'm excited, but I've been doing a lot of it, kind of educating myself about marketing funnels and I'm so overwhelmed. Like, yeah. and, and I, I, I always wonder like people who've established themselves and have like regular long-term businesses, like how did you sort of bootstrap in the beginning to yeah. get to that point? So 
The way that I look at marketing is that marketing, marketing is not a discrete set of tasks. Marketing, especially at this level, when you're dealing with a mini business, a micro business, you know, we are a business of one person, right? It is an ongoing set of almost daily practices. And basically what it includes, and it's different for every person, is just getting out there connecting with the people, I call them bluebird clients, you know, but connecting, being out in the community with the people who potentially could at some point hire you. So the thing about what we sell and what we do is that people don't need it all the time. And so you might meet someone now who ends up hiring you five years from now. That's no less valuable as marketing <laughs> as, you know, somebody who might be calling you specifically because they're in that moment right now. So I just try and think, you know, at all times and in all places, I am, I am sort of putting myself out there. So if I'm at a party and I'm not there to, to network or to market, I'm still, you know, I've still got my, my eyes open for those opportunities to just have a conversation with somebody. And it normally comes up, you know, what is it that you do? And I'm always happy to talk about that. So that's kind of like basic layer number one. Uh, a while ago, I did a podcast episode, and I'm going to have to look up what number it was, but um, talking about the marketing jar. And I don't know if you happen to catch that one, but basically, it's that old saying about, or not saying, but like parable, where the professor walks into the room in front of all those students, and he has a mason jar, and he fills it with rocks, and he says, is the jar full? And the students all say yes. And then he pours sand in. And the sand goes in between the rocks and he says, ah, is it full now? And they say yes. And then he takes water and he pours that in and it still fills the spaces in between the sand. So the, and, and with that, there's sort of this marketing parallel where you have your marketing rocks and your marketing sand and your marketing water. And the rocks are kind of, I look at that as like your big anchor events in the year over the course of the year that might cost you a little money. It might be paid advertising. It might be an event that you either participate in. Like if you are a wedding photographer, that might be bridal shows or things like that. There are, you know, so those are going to be different every year and there are different ideas for those things. Your sand is going to be more like activities that happen on, let's say a weekly basis or even a monthly basis, things like reaching out to past clients. Your newsletter is going to be a sand kind of an event. They That shouldn't cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you some time, but it should be something that is calendared regularly. Oh, blogging is one, working on your SEO and keeping up with that sort of thing. And then I look at water as social media. So Social media is easy, it's fast. It is the thing that most people keep up with all the time, but I wanna take that marketing jar parable and sort of turn it back around and remind you that if you were to take a jar full of water and then try and put the other stuff in, it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't work. Right, I mean, you would displace the water, but it would, you know, that, so it really does have to be, you have to think strategically from the outside in because social media is not a marketing tool for most people. I think there are some people who do it well enough that that can be kind of their go-to, but I think, I think that it works better when it is in a larger, in the larger context of other activities. So I have a couple of resources that I'm happy to point you to that give you some sort of specific marketing ideas and tools. 
And you know, you raised that we're having this conversation in the midst of COVID and obviously not only does that change your ability to market, it also is going to change the confidence with which people are buying right now. You know, I think that a lot of people are just sort of sitting tight now, being that you're in the the maternity and newborn areas, the time does march forward and babies are born. there's a lot of people who are reaching out to me and my amount of like just cold leads has gone way up because people are really trying to find somebody who's willing to do it. Right. Um, which is, which is great. And you are in a market geographically speaking that can support photographers at all kinds of levels in terms of, you know, what you charge. Not that I like to frequently give people a buy for like, oh, my area can't support that. There are some areas that truly like no one is going to be able to pay certain prices or there is such a small population, but you're in LA. So (laughs) Um, I got a client who told me that she paid, she paid me $400 for her newborn pictures, but she paid $3,500 to somebody else for her maternity pictures. Oh, wow. You told me that like a year later. And wow. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing something wrong. You yeah. Know? And the pictures and, were good. <laughs> oh, you know? of course. Right. And that's, I mean, but that's the thing, right? I bought a painting from an artist who is n- local near me. And she, I bought it years ago in her little gallery for $50. And it is such a fantastic painting and i knew when i bought it i was like i should insist on paying her more but i didn't have any more money to pay her so i paid the 50 dollars, and i have this painting now this woman has been picked up and there's like you know you can't get a painting of hers for four thousand dollars much less fifty dollars so that's just the way art goes right and part of it is just being you know being confident and willing enough to just go out and say like this is what my prices are so i love that you are already there so now it really is just a, it's a, it's a game. It's like a, it's like a numbers game. It's a numbers game. It's a time and pressure game. I do think that paid advertising can work. You just need to be really strategic about it. And, and that is something where you're, it's hard to turn cold traffic as it were into someone who's going to turn around and um, purchase a high dollar item from you right away. You do need to build that sort of trust factor. So I think that you would have probably a lot more, you might get a lot more traction if you were to take some of this downtime and put together a course, like a short ebook or like a, just some sort of course that would help establish your credibility. You would splash your photos all over that. And then you might run a Google ad to that download. And I would make that free. And I would run so ads. Mm-hmm. And a I would run ads. Magnet, right? Sorry, what did you say? Uh, that's a lead magnet, right? A lead magnet, exactly. Yeah. So basically, what you would be doing is instead of running an ad that would then turn around and ask somebody to spend $2,000 with you, you would be running an ad saying, download this free thing that you can use. But that free thing would then introduce those people to your photographs your um, level of professionalism, and it would give you a point of connection. Once you then have their email address, you follow up with them and you start that conversation. And you I can have, do, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I have been racking my brain about what I could make a ebook about, you know? Absolutely. I don't feel like I know what I would be. I mean, I, I guess I'm the expert at photography, but I'm also maybe an expert baby shisher. 
So I would, I would definitely take the photography angle because that's what you're going to want people who value photography. So it could be anything from how to, you know, fun newborn photo ideas. It could be things like beautiful ways to 15 beautiful ways to document your, your pregnancy. It could be uh, a local resource. And this is actually, I, one of the things that I usually recommend when it comes to a lead magnet is trying to do something geographically specific. So you could talk about, you know, LA, your top 15, I don't know, whatever, like Orange County locations for outdoor maternity portraits or something along those lines, because then those search terms are going to lead people to you. If you were talking about a class that you were going to teach, it could be something like DSLR basics for new moms. It could be any number of things, but basically what you're doing is you're bringing them, you were talking about marketing funnels, you're bringing them into your ecosystem, and then you're just starting to send them emails every so often, let's say once a week, and I think consistency is good so they don't forget who you are, mm-hmm. and, and you know, over the course of time, you're inviting them to, you know, I'm running a special, you could, you could actually set up a sequence of uh, emails that goes out automatically from the time that they download your freebie to let's say four weeks later, at which point you say, I'm, you know, I'm running a five day special. If you contact me in the next five days, I am offering $150 off your session fee or whatever it is that you want to do. Or, you know, and discounting is always a little tricky. You could add some sort of bonus for everyone who is who books a maternity session with me in the next two months, I'm including uh, an eight by 10 print or I don't know, whatever. The specifics I will leave up to you and your market and all of that sort of thing. But basically you are establishing a, someone, you know, some trust with that person over time and they're getting to know your work and hopefully getting to the point where they don't even have to wait for your offer and they're getting in touch with you. I would once you create that lead magnet, you don't just have to rely on paid traffic. This is a perfect kind of a thing to, if you have any network in the birth industry around you. So, you know, whether it's newborn boutiques or maternity boutiques or local birth centers or birth professionals of any kind, you call them up and this is where that like interpersonal connection really takes off. So then you call them up and you say, Hey, I just created this free resource that I'm trying to get out into the world. And I would love to have you share it with your, you know, with your clients and you show it to them and you show them how that's going to add value for their clients. Because when you make, when you give them something to give to their clients that makes them look good, they like that. So, you know, you position that as something that's going to help them, but you just make sure that it quickly leads back to, to that person being able to find you and get in touch with you. So those would probably be, I just looked at my clock. I'm at one minute. So I've been talking a mile a minute here, (laughs) but let's, let me stop and you tell me what your thoughts are. And if you've got some ideas based on that. That sounds amazing. I was thinking of maybe since photographers aren't allowed in the hospital right now, and I used to be an in-hospital photographer, maybe I could find something to put together for that. That's my first idea. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Really create all the time. I don't have a lot of portfolio work, but I don't know. I have to think about it. Yeah. Um, my other idea was to offer a free maternity mini session and to like do a contest. Mm-hmm. But then I, I don't know how you feel. I was going to ask you about contests and 
do you end up attracting people who just want bargains or? Giving things like a whole session away for free have to be done extremely carefully because you do end up, there are, there's a certain faction of people who, oh, there we go, stop, who are, you know, they want free stuff and that's all they ever want. So if you were to run some sort of contest, I, I prefer to do contests with my former clients, which you're going to want to wait until your former clients are people who have paid your new prices. It can be a really good way to bring people in. You just want to make sure you're bringing people in who are sort of pre-qualified as people who can, can afford you, even if you're not giving it away for free. Okay. All right. This is, this is really interesting. I'm excited. So I'm just going to work on creating a lead magnet and see if I can get it out there. Excellent. Well, Kendra, I can't wait to, to hear back from you about your continued success. I'm, I'm excited. And I do believe that it is just sort of a time and pressure game. And I feel like you're in the right headspace. I feel like when it comes to this sort of thing, there, patience is required. There is sort of like a, a tipping point that you hit at some point. But as long as you keep moving, as long as you keep trying these different things, at some point, some combination of them is going to hit and stick and you're going to end up with clients who are coming back to you year after year. Okay, well, thank you again for doing this with me, hopping on the phone and, and, and thank you for being the first. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'll let you know how it goes. Yay. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, Go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.